Hi, my name is Dr. Patricia Morogami. Welcome to your next best self. I know you might be wondering, who's this Dr. Patricia Morogami? Well, I'm a leadership catalyst, a leadership coach, an educator on matters to do with life, leadership, love, and legacy. And I hope that as you start to listen in and practice some of the leadership insights we'll be sharing here, you'll begin to see your next best self. Welcome back to your next best self podcast with me, Dr. Patricia Morogami. I want to thank each and every one of you for honoring us with your attention. We at Breakthrough do not take this for granted. Thank you for your feedback, for dedicating time every week to listen, to share. I notice on LinkedIn and many other social media platforms, you've been sharing these podcasts and sharing the very authentic stories of female leaders who are leading in their own right with incredible impact. And I want to thank you also for subscribing on the different platforms upon which this podcast is hosted. Thank you and may you become your next best self. So today, it's my joy to host Janet Mulay. Janet Mulay, as I looked at her profile and the awards she's won and the kind of impact that I have had a chance to see firsthand as I experienced the Diamond Junior School, has been short of inspiring. And when I think about Janet and her team, I have found that having met her first within a classroom and listening to the dreams she had and seeing how she's continued to activate and break through those dreams, I have found that she is actually speaking about what it is she truly values. Janet Mulay is the managing director of Diamond Junior School. This school was founded in 2009 in pursuit of her passion to equip and inspire children to achieve their true God-given potential by way of providing a transformational 360 degrees education program and experience, as well as a diverse extracurricular program. She's a lawyer having um, achieved the Bachelor of Law degree from University of Nairobi and a postgraduate diploma in law from Kenya School of Law. She was admitted as an advocate to the High Court in 2011. And she's done several trainings, workshops all over the world, including Dubai, London, and Kenya. She's an alumni of Women in Leadership, which is where I met her, as well as the Executive Board Readiness Program, which she continued to also learn uh, how to leverage impact at board level after doing the Women in Leadership Program. She currently serves in the committee of Kenya Private Schools Association, Makadara Sub-County, and she founded a foundation in January 2019 with a vision to provide opportunities to orphaned and abandoned children living in children's homes to learn skills in different activities, explore and identify their talents, gain exposure and insights of different professions towards reaching their full potential. I'm delighted to know that she also serves as a board member of Gweza Foundation, which is an NGO in Kenya that caters for the welfare of children with special needs. Janet has also received multiple awards, and amongst the awards that she has received, and also the school, are in 2019, Diamond Junior School celebrated its 10th year anniversary, and they were honored to receive the Global Education Award in Dubai 
the GESS Award for Best Use of Digital Learning in the Classroom. And you can see that is 2019, last year, before the crisis that we are in now. So in a sense, we're already looking far ahead and beginning to reinvent themselves and how children learn. This recognition was as a result of the investment in the children's future in ICT. By integrating ICT in the children's everyday learning with programs such as robotics and coding, as well as virtual reality. Are you wondering whether Diamond Jr. is in Nairobi, Kenya? Yes, it is. In a few minutes, you'll be hearing from the brains behind it. Janet, also in 2020 this year, was honored to be one of the judges at the GESS Awards, which is a testimony of the fact that not only did she, together with her team, lead the school to the frontiers of technology, but because of that, she has been recognized as a judge who can objectively assess other schools and see which are the ones that will actually get this kind of award. Janet is married and blessed with three children. Janet, welcome to your Next Best Self podcast. Wow, thank you so much, Patricia. I am really glad to be here and just to have this conversation with you today. Asante sana. You're most welcome, Janet. And I really must give you a chance to tell us in your own words, who is Janet Mulay? Um, I like to define myself as a purpose-driven woman. Um, I'm a person who is so passionate and driven towards ensuring, just equipping and inspiring children, the next generation, be it my own children, uh, the children who are who come under the foundation or the children in the school. I'm very passionate about just guiding them towards discovering and rising up to their true God-given potential. That's absolutely profound. And Janet, when I look at what you've done, what motivated you to start um, Diamond Junior Schools? Um, my motivation to start this school was actually drawn from my own experience. I, I went through school. I went through a, a school system in which we were um, drawn towards believing that we had to work hard to pass our exams, which is what we did. Many of us did. And at the end of our high school life, or particularly myself, at the end of the high school, my high school life, I found myself completely lost. Unfortunately, I didn't have a sense of direction. I wasn't too sure what it is that I wanted to pursue in university. In fact, I remember at the point at which we had to make a choice as to what we are going to do in university, I ended up just basing it on my performance in school. And that's where I ended up choosing law. And that's what I was called to do. And that's what I pursued in university. But otherwise, by the end of my high school life, I really tried to search within myself to find what this is that I wanted to do. And eventually, after, after university, when I got the inspiration to start the school, I knew for sure that I wanted to change the narrative for the next generation. And I wanted these children to go through school with a different kind of experience and ensure that by the end of their high school or even primary, in fact, I'm usually happy when I hear some of the children already identifying where their interest is or what it is that they want to do in the future. And that is the exact thing that makes my heart, um, that makes me happy. So for me, it's about 
changing the narrative for the next generation and ensuring that these children are well-equipped and well-inspired to have a sense of purpose and a sense of direction by the end of their high school life. Well, this is what we call multi-generational impact. And since these are the generation of leaders who will lead us in the future, you're doing a most profound thing by planting the right seeds even when they're very young. And so with that purposeful intention, in Rolls in 2020, and we had great ambitions and dreams and goals and aspirations for 2020. And that's not to say that those aspirations have died off, but really in came the global pandemic. And I'd like to know from your insight, what has this crisis meant to you and your school? Um, you know, Patricia, I've been running this school. I've been in business for more than 10 years. And during this time, I have experienced and encountered so many different challenges and different obstacles. And I have come to learn and to appreciate challenges as an opportunity for growth. So for me, I always look at it in a different way and try to see what is this that I can be able to learn from this particular challenge that I'm experiencing and a lot of the time you'll find that business people will, will usually have a list of anticipated challenges for their businesses. And uh, when you're having your management meetings, you'll, a lot of the times throughout the years, you'll look, at, you look through the challenges you've experienced as a business and anticipate any future challenge that you may come across. And as you look at these challenges, you assess the kind of response you would like to, to have should you, should you ever come across such a, a crisis or a challenge. But I must admit to you that this particular crisis, uh, it did not fall under, under that list. We had not foreseen such a situation happening, especially given the long period of school closures. But what I really appreciate out of all this, the fact that we, as a school, we had already started capitalizing so much on ICT integrated learning. And that is exactly what led to us winning the Guest Education Awards in Dubai back in 2019 in the best use of digital learning in the classroom. We've really been pushing for that agenda of ICT integrated learning because we believe as a school that it provides an enriching learning experience for the children. You know, children learn in many different ways and it's important to be able to accommodate all the different types of, of children in the classroom. So the fact that we had already integrated uh, ICT into the school, we had a, a full ICT department, our teachers had already started um, learning and being proficient in ICT skills. We were able to reinvent ourselves and think and act swiftly just to, to think about how we are able, how we would be able to ensure that learning continues regardless of the crisis, of the ongoing crisis. So for us, it actually meant that we had to look for ways to adapt. And adapting here wasn't just for our teachers. It, it was also for our children and the parents to adapt to a whole new um, way of learning. And just like anything new, it also had its teething problems. I thank God that we're able to make the turnaround and make the decision in April 
because we closed in March. I remember the week before schools closed, we were, no one was prepared for the closure. We were in school. I remember that week we, were, we had already started preparing for, you know, how to deal with the, with the pandemic because we still had three more weeks of school and we had put out our sanitization points, our hand washing points. We had put up a few stickers in the school just to make sure that we, are able, we would be able to go through this pandemic, given that we still had three weeks of school. So we left school on Friday, knowing very well we'll be back on Monday. But on Sunday, the announcement was made that schools will be closed indefinitely. So at that particular point, we did not foresee us closing for a very long time. We actually thought, you know, by May, you know, June, we should be back. But as time went by, we realized how serious this situation is becoming. And it was very important for us to just re-strategize and find ways and find solutions to ensure that learning continues and that children are engaged despite the distance between us. And that's what we did. This crisis for us was also uh, had, had some negative impacts for the school as well. It hasn't been an easy time. It hasn't been an easy season. It's been quite challenging, you must admit. In fact, for the first time in the many years that we've been running a school, we had to make some very painful decisions, which obviously affected so many livelihoods at the school. And that was not an easy time. It was not an easy time. It was not something easy to go through. But we chosen to look at it positively. And we've, we've actually come together as a team several times just to you know, give each other messages of hope and encouragement, just to be able to navigate through this pandemic and be able to give our best and, um, and to look at it positively. I am grateful for our team who have been able to just step up and contribute to the success of the virtual learning program, because that is what we had to re-strategize towards from learning physically to moving, um, going towards virtual learning. Our teachers have really, really been able to step up and adapt to this whole new way of learning and just ensuring that our children are continuously kept engaged and just to bring about some kind of normalcy to an otherwise uh, challenging season. You know, I, I, I can hear the pain, but I can also see the hope. I can see the fact that your scenario planning has coasted you through. But for real, this time, there's no scenario that uh, would have encapsulated this season. And I guess this is why this season is so much tougher, but it's going to help us become even more resilient beyond this. What's one lesson that you're taking away from this crisis personally as Janet? Well, uh, as Janet, the lessons that I have come to learn, in fact, I, I feel like many of these things are things we've known throughout um, our adult life, but it's more of an affirmation. And one of the things for me that has been so key is having a strong support system. We, can, we cannot undermine the importance of having a strong support system especially just to be able to take you through different seasons in life. And at a time when you're going through, we, we, we cannot 
deny the fact that this season has brought about a lot of anxiety, a lot of different kinds of emotions for us due to the uncertainty. We don't know when this whole thing is coming to an end or I think at some point, you know, we used to have regulations changing day in, week in, week, every every different week we would have a certain regulation from the Ministry of Education. Then you come up with solutions based on that. Then the next week there's a different kind of regulation Another two weeks, things have changed. So it was quite, we've gone through quite a, a roller coaster of emotions. And what has really helped me to sail through this is having a strong support system. And I cannot undermine just the importance of that because you have somebody you can talk to, you have people you can call and pray with, and they can, or you call your prayer warriors and they pray for you, and you have your mentor and confidant, just people to be able to share with you a message of hope and encouragement to see you through this um, this season. Another thing I must say, which has been an affirmation, is really the importance of preparing ourselves for a rainy season. If there's one thing that we are guaranteed in life that is a constant is change. Change is constant. And we have to be prepared for changing seasons. Sometimes the season is sunny, sometimes the season is rainy. And during your great seasons, you have to be able to save and put something aside that can be able to see you through during your not so good uh, season, if it's a rainy season. Um, One last thing that I've actually also really taken away from this is the importance of self-care. When you're going through a season where your emotions are just mixed up, you know, emotions are oscillating between anxiety, absolute anxiety, and the next minute is positivity, the next minute you're feeling anxious. It is so important to be able to take care of yourself and to be able to, and taking care of yourself, for me, this this meant just feeding my mind with positive thoughts. I had to really get to a place where I find peace in the midst of turbulence and also just disciplining my thoughts, you know, because it's really difficult to feel right when you're thinking wrong. So it's important to just continuously feed in your mind with positive thoughts. If that means reading positive um, books, which are actually going to just feed your mind with positivity, listening to motivational speakers, looking for ways you can go out there and just, you know, if it's if you need to do some exercise or if you need to go to a place to rest or to talk to people. I find that that has been very key for me, just self-care. We cannot undermine the importance of that as well. And, you know, it's it's really good that you say that because during a crisis, the first thing that goes out of the window is our ability to lead ourselves. And so the fact that you have chosen to be very intentional about leading yourself, getting ready for different seasons, and ultimately having a strong support system are some fundamental lessons that will cost you beyond, during, and even after this season. Now, let's assume that you are giving advice to your older, next best self. What advice would you tell that older Janet? So if I'm going to give advice to an older Janet, I will tell her to to 
to be intentional about discovering herself. The one thing I've learned thanks to this season, which um, I've actually found that I've, I've had so much time to think and to you know, learn new skills about myself, learn things which I didn't even, I was not even aware that I was capable of. And new interests, I've discovered new interests about myself. I think this season has given me so much free time, which um, I haven't experienced in a very long time. And I, I will tell the older Janet that we keep evolving. We keep evolving. As we grow, as we grow older, there's always something new about us. Don't stop discovering yourself. You'll be amazed at what you're capable of. I'll also tell her to be very intentional again about having discipline with your thoughts. Life is full of different seasons. We'll experience different seasons in this lifetime. And when the season presents itself as a challenging season, we have to be very intentional with how, with what we think, with our thoughts, our words, our actions, what we are telling ourselves, what we, we plan to do. We have to be very intentional about discipline, disciplining our thoughts. So I will tell her to whatever season it is that she'll be experiencing at different times, to remember to keep her mind positive and to keep feeding her mind with positive thoughts. And I will also tell her to have fun, enjoy life. You know, um, we only got one life to live. So don't stop having fun, enjoy yourself, go out, discover things, discover new things, travel, explore. That's such great advice. And I think for a lot of high achieving women, as I have seen in high achieving leaders, both men and women that I have um, been at the front row of seeing their growth through coaching and through um, catalyzing their leadership, having fun, exploring, being curious is usually not a big priority for them. And so unfortunately, the light dims when we're not able to find things that actually make us enjoy life and enjoy the experiences. So that's great, great advice. And I hope you continue to take that advice as you continue becoming your next best self. So Janet, you know that I love to read and I think we share that passion of reading and education. And um, this year, my target is to read 100 books. And um, later on in one of the podcasts, I'll talk a little bit more about that experience. And some of the first books I read early in the year, January, February, were books that really helped me start to look at this year very differently as the year unfolded. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions around three books uh, whose titles will then give us an insight around how how do you see this this titles? So, for instance, I read a book called The One Word, which talks about having one word to anchor your year around. So, Janet, what would you say is your one word for twenty twenty? So, for me, I, I believe I had a different word when I was starting out this year, but because you know things changed pretty early in the year anyway, and I was able to adapt to a whole new word. And this is the word which has been able to help me sail through this season. And I would say it's positive. It's about remaining positive, just thinking positive, staying positive. And that has really helped me even uh, in terms of navigating through this season and also just keeping myself positively engaged and 
being intentional about, you know, growing myself, just developing myself, all these different things and different activities I've been able to do during this season and to engage myself in is because I decided that I'm going to, despite the circumstances, that I'm going to stay positive. So positive is a word for me. And and you know I'm I'm here just shaking my head in terms of agreeing with you because I remember when you joined our first digital leadership resilience live um, uh, webinar, and I remember the energy you brought into that um, class and the fact that you're talking about what you're trying to do as a school, and it was that frame of mind of being positive and being optimistic that I think has carried you and your team forward. So well done on making that word a real reality. Janet, um, I read the book Originals by Adam Grant. And my question to you is, how do you keep your authentic originality as a person and also in the way you lead your team and the impact that has on the learners at Diamond Junior School? So for me, the way I do this is by, I've come to learn to accept and embrace my core self with all my flaws and all. And this has been a journey for me, and it has been a very intentional journey. I I believe for anybody to really accept who they really are, you have to be self-aware, to know yourself, to to take an introspective look into your thoughts, your words, your actions, to understand how it is that you respond to certain uh, situations, how you express your your true self um, to others around you. And I think for me, just the fact that I've been able to go be intentional about going through this journey, this self-awareness journey, I've gotten to a point where I even allow myself, I give myself room to make mistakes and, you know, just not be afraid to, to use my voice, you know, stop being afraid to try, trying out new things. And this has really helped me out even as I lead my team because I've, allow, I've been able to get to a place where I allow them to, to make mistakes, to try out new things, to provide solutions. In fact, I always guide my team towards looking for solutions to problems. Instead of coming and discussing a certain problem, it's about just allowing yourself to try out different solutions, whether it's going to be a mistake or not, we will learn from it. And that has really helped us even grow as a team, as a school, and allowed us to step out of our comfort zone. At the time when we were even going for these nominations, I remember the time we sought to be nominated for the Guest Education Awards. We were not sure whether we were even qualified at that point. And I talked to my team and I told them, you know what, we will never know if we, if we don't try, if we, if we are always fearful of losing or of not getting to a certain place. And the fact that we were able to put ourselves out there, of course, we didn't at, at that particular point when we got the email and were told we'd been nominated for the award, we didn't expect much when it came to the award ceremony itself. So it was a Quite a pleasant surprise when we heard that we had won the award. And th- this whole thing, it's not just about the award, and it's not just about the recognition, but just allowing people to be able to step out of their comfort zone, allowing people to make mistakes and, you know, to, to just express their true selves. I hope I have made sense. 
Absolutely. Of course, you've made sense. There's no second guessing here. And I want to say that uh, what you've said really connects with uh, why this podcast is um, alive and kicking, because it's about becoming your next best self. And the only way we can do that is by trying, experimenting, and being a solution to the problem you're called to solve. So Janet, thank you for connecting the dots between your own personal self-leadership philosophy and how you lead your team at Diamond Junior and the impact that has had on them as well as all the learners. You know, I'm fascinated as I was doing a bit of research that even during this COVID time, you have had students come from other schools who perhaps their schools hadn't moved so far ahead with an ICT perspective. And you have embraced and welcomed them to join the Diamond School learners. And so I find that fascinating, but also very proactive and all-encompassing tied to your personal purpose of starting off this school. So well done and well done to your team. Thank you so much, Patricia. And now my last question. 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. So Robin Sharma talks about the fact that we need to safeguard and raise a boundary over the first hour of the day. For some people, it's five. Other people, it's four. Other people, it's six. He talks about 5 a.m. because that's when it's uninterrupted. And he talks about the fact that you can actually demarcate those 60 minutes into three blocks of time to pray, to exercise and meditate. That's Robin Sharma's advice. I want to ask you, what's your daily morning routine? And how does that help you continue being your next best self? So um, for me, what I can say is I always ensure that I, I mean, I'm, I'm always having something positive. I'm so intentional about feeding my mind with positive thoughts. So for me, uh, the first thing that I'll have to do in the morning, uh, that I like to do in the morning, is just reflect. And I'll either have gotten a, a video to watch, a motivational video to watch, or I like to read maybe a chapter or two of a certain books that I've kept aside for me to be reading early in the morning that are able to just feed into my um, mind and just give me that boost that I need and to stay positive, yeah? And I've also come to realize for me, what works best is not just the morning routine. I've been able to find a different way and that I'm something different that I'm able to do on a weekly basis. And it's, it's a distress for me. And it's something I discovered during this season. I never used to do it before. And this new discovery has just made me be able to, when I go to this place and I'm, I just feel rejuvenated and I feel re-energized and I feel like I can conquer anything and I can, I can go through any kind of challenge that may come across and I will take it positively, any kind of challenge that I may come across during the week. And this thing for me is actually going to Karura Forest. I have come to discover the kind of positive energy that I get from that place is so refreshing. It's something that I discovered recently, and I like to do it on a weekly basis, whether I'm going to jog or to run for ten for a minimum of 10 kilometers. But it's something I've been intentional about doing on a weekly basis, in addition to my morning routine. And that has worked so well for me, especially during this season, and I'm hoping that I'll be able to keep it up. Fascinating. Fascinating. 
that during a crisis like this, you've broken through the crisis by embracing new ideas and actually taking advantage of um, the environment that we always had, but for some reason we're not able to take advantage and um, enjoy it and get the most out of Karura Forest. So thank you so much, Janet, for sharing that. So we're coming to the tail end of our time together. And Janet, I want to thank you so much for sharing with us some incredible insights. You've talked about the power of multi-generational impact. The fact that if we educate our children now in a way that is all-encompassing and that embraces each learner's way of learning, they are likely to thrive and become their next best selves. You've talked about how challenges have helped you pivot and the fact that scenario planning was done consistently, but this is a new scenario that has landed in front of us during this time, but we're finding ways to actually make the most out of it. The last thing that you said amongst many things that struck me was you'll never know if you don't try. And the fact that you live with that personal philosophy means that you are embodying it, even in the way you lead your team and the way the school um, shows and demonstrates to its learners who are very young how to keep trying because that's the best way with which we can become our next best selves and grow as individuals. Janet, I wish you the very, very best in continuing to lead Diamond Junior School in your life, in the board roles and the foundation, and in everything that you continue to do that will be aligned to your purpose and God-given assignment. Patricia, I want to thank you so much for just giving me this opportunity to have this conversation with you and to share with you some insights about myself. And I also want to applaud you for providing platforms for, for us. I remember the last um, engagement that we had, the breakthrough crisis, I think the breakthrough resilience, you'll correct me, but I, there's a program which we had recently and it's really um, had a huge impact in us as women or as business people, as we try to continue growing and continue developing our, ourselves into being the next best selves. And so I want to say thank you so much for even daring. When many people didn't know what to do, you are one of the leaders who trailblazed with us and said, you know what, we know the quality of the breakthrough leadership transformation solutions and we're going to join the digital resilience leadership resilience program which is on a digital format which for all of us who are learning and i appreciate you for you coming through and doing a strong recommendation and testimonial and i can see how all the learning that you have invested in over the years that we've walked this leadership journey together has continued to give you a high return on investment so janet i wish you the very best may you continue becoming your next best self.